Mexican water. Do you want me to um? <laughs> huh? Uh, see the greatest thing that we need to say to Yeah. Sorry, I have to do a bite to it. Got a little bark to it. I don't know how people drink orange flavored beer and shit like that. Yeah, I don't. No, we got it. Just zoomed in. That looks really good. You know what they say? Green is for the money. Okay. Green is the color of balance. Thank you for adding perspective. Money hungry fucking savages. Fuckers. Stop talking about Leo Cohen. cold in the desert. What, what does a Vegas body look like? Is that like a 50-year-old man with fucking hair growing out of one nipple? What's a Vegas body? What's a Vegas body? Yeah, Miami body, I understand. You know, you go to South Beach. And for all those people down in Miami, South Beach, Fort Lauderdale is not South Beach. Please, if you're in Hollywood, you are not in fucking South Beach, bro. That's the poor man South Beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... yeah. On God, bro. You just got your Los Olas Boulevard and shit like that. You're not in Miami, bitch. You're in Broward County. That's not even considered Miami. That's Hollandale. Still nice, though. Exactly. There's a thousand. It's actually nice. Some, 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 and, uh, Fort Lauderdale actually has a South Beach version. It's just nobody. Los Olas Boulevard is not South Beach version. <laughs> for our I love Lhasa. I buy a lot of my glasses there. But, okay, Wendy. I'm from 30 minutes you're, up. You're a seasoned woman with a taste for the finer things in life. I might be. So you graduated from South Beach. To I Las did. Olas Actually, I graduated from South Beach to Las Vegas to Las Olas Boulevard. Like, I stopped going to Miami years that's ago. Not even like that. That's a retirement. You retire in Las Olas. You can't graduate. No, you have to retire Olas. on from okay. West Palm Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. West Palm is nice too, but I don't the like farther West Palm. north you go, the more racist it gets. Remember, Riviera Beach oh, was the home of Oh, I never thought about that. Bling. Yes. And Riviera Beach was the fucking worst. Like, to go to Spring Bling, you see the people dancing on the beach and shit like that, but them folks had to get in vans. And get transported there. Yeah, you couldn't drive to Spring Bling. Seriously, seriously, you had to get on a city-operated bus. Wow. And escorted to the beach. And when you got out there, there was a thousand cops. That's why you never noticed during BT Spring Bling, you never seen no beat, no no bars, no cups floating around. And then because it was just a beach, a party with a stage. That's and that's it. That's it. Unlike MTV's beach house in Panama City, where it's pandemonium, right. havoc, and terror. Everybody's right. free for all. Everybody's around. Yeah. So. It's not staged. And you heard about five those five kids that uh, overdosed from uh, West Point Academy in Panama uh -uh. City Beach? No. Uh -uh. Five kids got some cocaine uh, laced with fentanyl. Five of Ooh. them, all West Point Military Academy students. All of them. Four of them overdosed. Two of them giving their friends mouth to mouth. Got in contact with the fentanyl. They overdosed. Stop wow. it. Yes. Six overdoses. Holy Two from contact shit. and four from the drug itself. Crazy, right? So they're warning all the spring breakers like, hey, man, y'all be careful because this shit is dead for real, man. Yeah. Wow. 
Asian agents, man. They'll make anything. Order it online and get it sent. Y'all, uh, what are we talking about today? Oh, don't tell me yet. Oh, I ain't gonna tell you. We gotta okay. do a Wendy clap whenever you're ready. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Late. I hope so. Yeah, I was on airplane mode. You're the smartest man ever. Yep. Hammer. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That's what I thought it was. I was like, hold on a second. Yes. Yep. Because I mean these rooms. I, we have little. I thought they have we a have little. We they that do. Old man is not him. It is. It's supposed to be him. It's supposed to be. Who is it? He's an older guy. He's, he's a short, older guy, big head. Looks like a little bit like um, Zulu from uh, Star Trek a little bit. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. We have um, film that's coming in to like go across this, and then there's actual little eight and a half by 11 things that are going to hang instead of the writing, and it's got the picture and the explanation of who everybody is. And all the food groups are represented. We have black, white, Indian, male, female, Asian. We have everything. We have everything. Mm. I was inclusive. I'm in the Nakamoto room. For those of you peasants who don't Satoshi know. Satoshi Nakamoto. Correct. I'm in the Bitcoin. I the wanted to educate these motherfuckers. Because part of the reason. You know, restaurant. It does. But part of the reason I could afford to do this is because I bought Bitcoin. Nice. Part of the reason that I could invest in right. this. In Venture X. Because I don't have this kind of money. Right. Well, who does? <laughs> right. right. Well, apparently my partners. Well, this is my retirement plan. I wouldn't say it's my dream. A Tesla is my dream. This is... Which Tesla? The Lamborghini Gold one? No. The little sports car one. Oh, okay. Yeah. They still make cars on Lamborghini doors? Yes. Yeah, the Wait. new Tesla. Yeah. Flies open, huh? Marty McFly sweat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was... That's you know, how we'll be starting The Karate today. Kiddish. Very <laughs> Karate Kiddish. like this, man. It looks just like this, though. <laughs> it does look good like that. That's the one I, I paid $70 the other day to fill my car. I'm like, oh. oh I paid $120 for Stop my Durango. It. And then, of course you I did. Yeah. American money? Driving it. American money. American money. <laughs> 85, Not rubles. 85 in my Infinity. Right. Right. Seriously. Yeah. 200 bucks in gas this week. Yeah. I did 70 in my BMW and it's like at half a tank now. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> it doesn't hear me though. That's yeah, it's not going to hear me. Yeah. Nah, facts. I'm not yeah. letting it go past half. half Neither. Because you know, it hurts my heart. To. You get more gas out of a full tank. If you put 20, chances are you'll have to put 20 before the end of the day. But 20 over. ain't going to do nothing but get you down the street, man. If you put 20, you're going to have to put 20 before the day is over. So your best bet, if you got 40 and you got to end up putting 40 in gas, just pull all 40. Mm. It'll last you two days instead of one. Instead of one. Yeah. Gas is, you know, they, especially now they have the cars that turn off by themselves. Could right. you imagine driving an 85 Buick in today's gas prices? No. No. The gas, where you hit no. the gas and the needle just moved on you? No. Thanks. Get mm. a Buick electric two and a quarter? Mm -mm. <laughs> 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 Good. Do we want a smoke machine? Smoke machine? Smoke machine? Smoke machine? Who, me? I emerged from the crack smoke. Bit of hard to Owner's on silence. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Three, two. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. We are back. Hey, y'all. I love you guys. Have I told I you that? Yeah, we love you back. I know. What's I love you so pink, much. Pink hoodie, though. It take a it take a real man who's 
secure within his sexuality to wear pink. That tan is so looking good and on you. The, the tan, you know, it's the caramel complexion. I'm yeah. just my swag on, but I'm in the midst of greatness, so I have to exude that type of, you know what I'm saying, yeah, we energy. Heard, we heard you was in the You're exuding of like a motherfucker. I was, I walked in, over the weekend, I walked into the middle of a real Southern Louisiana cook-off. Mm. Real intense. Did bullets fly? On one grill. No bullets fly. Thankfully, the nobodies were uncovered or, or a cause. <laughs> it was a real peaceful event. Uh, we had some fall off the uh, rib, uh, fall off the bone ribs. And we had some barbecue Ooh. chicken. Everything was amazing. Home-cooked food. You really don't... I don't want to say you don't get home-cooked food because the wife cooks for me all the time. But that, like that country grandma... Even though it's not her job. Cooking, Just saying. You don't get that too often. So we got to go back to her family's roots and got to try it. So it was amazing. It. My kids had a great time. So I'm good. I feel refreshed. I'm not as angry With as I normally am. With a tan. <laughs> oh, you're going to get angry today. Am I? Woohoo! I get angry all the time. And you know what, people? It's... It's in my nature, man. I just let my blood pressure goes up and shit. It's it's the it's the Latin blood. Mm. You know How are you mean? doing, Miss Wendy Day? I'm great. I have no Latin blood, but I can get pissed off. Okay. <laughs> you know what somebody told me about the good thing about being pissed off is it's better than being pissed on. I've heard that rumor. Bars. Well, pineapple. Word to R. Kelly. Okay, uh, let's get started. Uh, the first topic of the day is called false expectations. Ooh. So if you're an artist, you know that's what I do for a living. I manage expectations. Mm-hmm. Nobody we, is strong enough to do. hold up the weight of anyone's expectations. So, if you're expecting something, you've already set yourself up for failure. You have to be prepared for it. You have to be educated enough to know what it is that you're going to get, mm, and educated. that requires information. And if you're waiting on somebody to help you because of who you are, because of what you've done or what you did. You're going to be waiting until you're blue in the fucking face. Yep. Kingpin, make me famous. Oh, my God. How often do we hear that? Yes. Every day. I just, I'm going to pay you. Yes. What, what, who do I got to pay? How much is it? How yeah. much does it cost? Yeah. And I think that they think sometimes the dollar amount equals the success. So if I give you $25,000, this is going to happen. Right. I don't have to do any work. It'll just occur. Mm. In a perfect world, maybe. You know, but, you know, even uh, even even magic requires work. You know what I mean? Ooh. You still gotta draw Ooh. out the pentagram and light Even the candles. Even magic takes work. work yes. Man. Magic spell requires work to do it. So, you know, in the movies, you gotta see the people, they gotta recite the lines just the right way and mm-hmm. everything has to be right on a certain night and all of the variables mm-hmm. have to meet. So, in order for magic to happen in the music business, you're gonna have to be casting the spell for about 10 years before it could take place. Right. And then once it does, what you do once you have people's attention is what's going to catapult it to the next level. So, expectations number one red flag for you. So I, don't do it. I think the more educated an artist is, the more realistic the expectations are. I get worried about the guys that aren't educated and then even when like we explain to them how this works, they hear me and they go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anywho, can we do this, 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 and this? And it's like, okay, you just heard nothing I said. Why did you hire me? If we're going to do it your way, people really hire me so that I can tell them they're right, even when they're not. Mm. And you already know I don't do that. For. Most people don't understand. You know, do you know how a plane works? No. You know to buy a ticket and get on it. Correct. You don't know what it takes to load a plane. You don't know what it takes to fly a plane. What it takes to fuel a plane. What it takes to stock a plane. We just know we pay for a ticket. We get on. It's going to get us to our destination. So if we're ten minutes late, we're already pissed off. Oh my God, this is not what I paid for. This isn't the seat that I paid for. Why are we still here? What's taking so long? Because it's it's the mentality. It's the, the microwaving of America, right? Remember before, mm. before the microwave, and before you could plop something into the microwave that was frozen and 60 seconds later, get out a full meal, it had to sit in the oven and 
had to read we had the thought we had, first. Right, we had the TV uh, dinners where it came on an aluminum tray with an aluminum yes. lid, and you had to mm-hmm. heat it in the oven and preheat the oven and all that. Yes, there was no fast food. No, and now it's, that was fast. Now attention is fast. Right. So, so it's the quickest way to get it. So are we saying that they need to lower expectations, have zero expectations, or just have realistic? Well, have realistic ones. I don't think you should have no expectations. You won't get out of bed. Mm. <laughs> How about another Asian? How about preparation? Mm-hmm. How about you increase your preparation so that you can be prepared for whatever it is that you may have expected to happen? I like so that. So if you serve a record and you expect the record to take off and it takes off, are you prepared for it to take off? So Some people I, aren't prepared for that. I think 99.9% of the people don't know the difference between preparation and expectation. And I think they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I think you also need to have goals. Like you need to know what you're trying to achieve. The first thing I ask our clients is what is your goal? Because if I don't know where you're trying to get to, I don't know how to get you there. Mm-hmm. So I can't fulfill any expectations if I don't know what the end result is supposed to be. And it's, I mean, it's, it's not as bland as you want to be a star. We know that's the dream. But what's the goal? Is the goal one record, five records? Is the goal stability, longevity? Is it to introduce something? Are we using music to get you to another, another checkpoint along the race? Mm. So having an ultimate goal will definitely help mm. you prepare for the uh, expectation level. Okay. Yeah. I like the way you said that. Yeah. How do we know when an artist has a hit record? You don't know. Is this a exaggerated, setup? <laughs> exaggerated on the hit record. We we don't know because we can't say what a hit record is. The people tell us what a hit mm. record is. The fans tell us what a hit record is. Mm. I think when you hear a record come out of the blue and it starts to react and then it takes over the world, I think people people's expectations on how that worked was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. because it didn't multiply over the world overnight. It was, oh, this is what's happening right now. All hands on deck. This is what we have to push out. And I think a lot of resources are exhausted to keep that record growing. And if it stops to grow, then the resources get pulled back. So I think a hit record, you know a hit record when you hear it. I don't care who you are. You know a hit record when you hear it. The first time you hear a hit record, your fucking whole body's going to do this. Some music, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a hit record in order to be a good record. Hit records are a home run. That's out of the park. And it's how, rare. Yeah, it's rare. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, how it's many, rare. How many people hit out of the park home runs consistently? So we're saying the hit record is a lot more easier to manage than what we're saying. Also? Or? No, no, it's not. not. No, hell no. It's, it's not at all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the in a bottle. pressure. It's lightning in a bottle. And the pressure is greater because you can't fuck it up. Mm. And, and, and it's it, easy to fuck it up. It's very easy to fuck it up. You can really do something wrong and lose the record. But it's also a slow build. Like, just because it's a hit record, the last hit record I worked was Little Donald, Do Better. Mm. We put it out on Valentine's Day, and it didn't really start to gain momentum until September. I mean, it started to do well, and we could see it growing, but it didn't really even start to move until September. Yeah, I know it was close to like it's five months. months before it really. Yes. The following year. Yes. Now, can you guys give me an example, each of you, of someone fumbling a hit record? Ooh. Shit, I use my guys. Cool America. We fucked Make Some Shake all the way up. Waited on the video, waited three months to get the video out. I mean, shout out the video god and everybody else. But they just took too many chances. You know, Ray Sherman mm. and a couple of people had reached out for the instrumental to do remixes. They refused to give it out. So they did a lot of bonehead things, and then they didn't have the backup plan. They didn't have the follow-up record. 
Make Some Shake had broken to the top 10, right? And when it came time for them to deliver that, that follow-up record, they wanted the fans wanted another Make Some Shake. And that's the problem with giving somebody a record that's... Bigger than them? I want to say bigger than them because these kids, they, 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 they have found their sound, and the Make Some Shake record ended up being a record that South by Southwest influenced. We went to South by Southwest, and a whole bunch of records was on the you know AirPod and iPod, whatever it is. We played it, and people went going crazy. So that forced the label to come back and put some resources behind it and then put it out. By that time, all of the DJs across the country had gotten a check or a visit from this label. So these kids were on the road for three years before they put a hit record in somebody's hand and then it took off. Right. Because the minute you heard Make Some Shake, you knew it was something special about the record. And it was obvious because when they gave that record to the DJs in Atlanta, within that weekend, it had played on all the radio stations. Mm -hmm. So much so that the radio people came down and was like, what are we doing? Because now, now, okay, you gave us a hit record, now what? So now it's time to get on the road and start visiting some of these markets. So by the time those guys had a hit record, they had the infrastructure all the way across the board. They had the relationships. They went and did every DJ's birthday party for free for two years. They went and showed up at every open mic across the country. Anything that was involving them being there, they were there. We did, you know, game day numerous times on ESPN, everything with the promo. But when it came time for them to deliver the content, what makes them a star, they fell short of the glory. Mm. And, you know, then jail and everything else. And sometimes it's political. Like you can, you can be, you can deliver something to a label. And I'm talking about major labels at this point, although it could be any label and you might not have the right manager or the artist might be difficult to work with. Like there's so many factors at play. Your A&R guy could get fired or not even get fired. He could leave or she could leave and go to another label. There's so many different things that can fuck something up. And I'm trying to think of an example and I, I, I really can't think of one. I, I, there's songs that I thought should have been bigger than they are, like like um, Dreamin' by Young Jeezy, right? That was such a big record. I think that could have been huge for him. But for some reason, Def Jam didn't focus on it the way they should have, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's I can't... Th- with uh, Keisha Cole? Yeah. Yep. yep. Then they broke up. It could be. It could. It, it could exactly. <laughs> but that's my point. It could be that, or it could be. Or it could be you know, the, the label getting back at a producer and not putting him on yes. a Beyonce album because he fucked up and tried to do some sneaky shit. So yes, him. Yeah. happens said, all the time. What? Fuck you. You're not getting on the album all the time. Mm. All the time. So you know, there's there's a thousand different ways to make a record work. There's a hundred thousand different ways to fuck it up. Yes, it's easier to fuck up than it is to win. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of fucking up, I do want to speak on something that uh, we haven't yet, uh, which is. Dope, talented artists, terrible artists to deal with, terrible work ethic. Ooh, but they're like, yeah. they are the lightning in the bottle. But they're, you know, their mechanics and everything else. Maybe they are addicted to drugs and or whatever, or whatever. And it's you can just see them deteriorating themselves. But but they're just yeah. so gifted. Yeah, it's I not our job to save anybody. You know what I mean? You're talented. You know, so what? I've I've tried to save artists. It's it's hard. It's hard to save a human that doesn't feel savable inside. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to drag somebody across the finish line. And I've spent a career trying to do that. It's hard. Some of these guys will piss away a fortune with poor decisions. So, you know, I just pray for them. That's all I could do. I don't, I don't care how talented you are. Talent means not, all the talented people, in my opinion, are in prison. I was in prison. Some of the most talented rappers, artists, poets, yeah. writers. Yeah. Some of the most smartest people in the world made a fucked up decision and are sitting behind a fence. Mm. The creatives are behind a cage right now. So if you're talented and you're free and you're fucking it up, 
you're a waste of life because it's somebody right now behind a fence that is 10 times more talented than you that would probably devour that opportunity. But because you're entitled and because everybody around you has led you to believe that you're the second coming since sliced bread, you think that you could treat and talk to people any kind of way. I personally wouldn't give a fuck how many bricks you sold, who you shot, robbed, or killed. It means shit in the music industry. It's true. And fame is a drug. You know, once you have a taste of that, it's, it's like you crave more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes artists will do anything to keep that momentum going and you can't keep it going. It ebbs and flows. It's just the nature of fame. You can't really catch it. Little pump. Yeah. You just got to wipe that. Or I think it's pop something. You know, speaking about grabbing the attention, you know, trying to switch genres and doing what you got to do to stay on top. Wow. I'm not mad at him. And an artist should be able to paint with any brush. Right. So I feel that power. I think I think also there's artists that that come along and it's not what they think it's going to be like. I'm I'm looking at Fetty Wap's career and I'm wondering, how did you go from there to there? You know, is it that it wasn't what you thought it would be? Did you not get enough in return? Did you hate it? Like what what happened? You know, seven number one records. Seven number one records on one album. In fucking same. That's like some Lauryn Hill type shit. And then that's that crazy. was it. Yeah. That was it. And, he's and then dropped, he caught a he's case. similar record. Yeah, he caught a case. He's dropped similar records that... That's not a case. That's a conspiracy with them motherfuckers caught. They were... <laughs> yeah, that's... accused that's of trafficking all kinds of shit. Them guys yeah. there, yeah. Free them that's guys rough. if they free, but if not, you know... That's rough. Everybody lawyer up, man. Y'all gonna need it. Yeah. All right. Dear Cheat Code. I have management, <laughs> but I think they fell back from managing me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In the beginning, everything was extremely exciting. DJ listening events, introducing me to the main people in the city, even some club vibes. But I hate going out, and we butt heads about this topic. I just don't think I need to be out and people seeing me every single day. So right now, they they not speaking to me. What do I do? Start going out? The manager wanted it more than the artist. Yeah. The manager exactly. was willing to... Nine times out of ten, if he's if, if somebody is managing an independent artist, they're not making any money. Thanks. So they're if they're working money, nine to five actually, yes. to fund their five to nine, then that means those four or five hours, they could be doing anything else in the world, bettering themselves. They're using it as an opportunity to help you on your campaign. Correct. And if they have to remind you that what clubs you have to be at, if they have to remind you to post on social media, if they have to remind you to not, you know, do stupid shit on camera, whatever, then you don't want it. Right. You 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 gonna wake up and be responsible for what the fuck you want. Yes. And if not, then people are only gonna go half as hard as you. Remember this. Anybody listening to this right now, you remember one of the, one of the one of the main cheat codes. Your team will only go half as hard as you do. Facts. So if you want them to go yeah, dumb gotta, hard, you gotta go dumber. You've got to see that they really want it, and your manager should be chasing to keep up with you. They're they're helping you steer the ship. They're not the ship. And I think sometimes we don't really understand what a manager is. They're support for your career. Correct. They're not your career. Correct. And I, I don't I don't want to bag on this person, but if you understood a little bit better about the industry, you wouldn't have even asked that question. I know your manager is not your investor. Your manager is not your do boy, not your personal assistant. Not, not your, your stylist, wallet, not, not your, your ATM. Not your driver, not your best friend, not your flunky, not your gopher, not, not your, your pimp, boy, not any of those things. Not your right. pimp, not your you know, right? Not, not anybody that's going to take advantage of you. You're. I know what a manager is not, 
And I think you should start there. Yeah. And, and if you feel that all of the things that we've said, this this person that is, you know, fancies themselves your manager is no longer doing, then, you know, don't give them a title. If they didn't sign no paperwork with you, that's not your manager. That's your friend. If you really want somebody to manage you, then put it on paper. If not, y'all just exactly. working towards building something. And if you're going to put it on paper, make sure there's some stipulations as to what they have to bring to the table and what the remedy is if they don't do it. And vice versa. If you're a manager, make sure it states in there clearly what your expectations of that artist are so that if they don't do it, you can, uh, it's right here. Right. I'm sorry, I'm out. Right. And I don't mean download one of them contracts from Music Biz. Like oh, God, no. No. Nothing wrong with any of those agreements. But some of those agreements yeah, are there outdated. Is. I'll yeah, let you there discuss is. that. Yeah, there is. Some of these agreements are outdated. Some of them have really, really uh, outdated terms and terminology and language, and it'll put you at a real, real disadvantage. So you think you're being slick by spending 20 bucks on this, you know, you're music industry slick. package or whatever it is, and you're going to use that shit, and you're going to get laughed out of a room, and somebody's going to see that and automatically take advantage of all the other shit that you're not, you know, benefiting exactly. from, from downloading this generic type of paperwork. So be mindful. So a, a contract is really just an agreement between two people. It talks about um, like what you're going to do, what the other person's going to do, and then what happens if either person doesn't do it. So when you download something off the internet, they don't know what either of you is supposed to do. They don't know your situation. So it's, it's, it's better than nothing almost, but spend the money and, and get a real contract drafted up. I, I hope you never need it. But if you ever need to pull out that contract down the road, you will be so glad you spent that money because the worst thing is, is not being able to get out of something that you signed, especially if you didn't know. Yeah, like buying beats and getting those split sheets and then trying to get distribution through somebody and trying to film a big ass video, but it's a big ass producer. So now mm -hmm. they want to know who's going to get paid and how they're going to get paid. And you can't get a hold of nobody now. So you just shot the $20,000 video, paid 10,000 for the beat paid your publicist 10000 and went and dropped everybody off a bag, and now you can't put the motherfucker out. Mm. Oops. Oopsie. So. Uh, I would also include, uh, your management probably stopped believing in you because you don't believe in you. you That's a great point. Enough. Yeah. You're going to go half as hard as you are. Maybe you don't really want it. Maybe you don't really want it. Maybe you think that you want it, but. You want the idea of it, Wendy. That's what it is. They want the idea. idea of it. They want the fame. Yeah. They want the. It they wanted them. It does look easy. It looks very easy. It does look easy. Listen, because you can emulate it very easily on social media. I remember Buddha Bless sleeping on an air mattress, yes. getting locked in the studio. I remember him wearing the same clothes all the time, too. He would be locked in no the studio. Straight. That's my, guy. That's my brother. Proud of you, bro. He would be locked in the studio and he would sleep on an air mattress. And yeah. no matter what time you went to the studio, he was living in the studio. That's where he lived. He left home. He had he had the means to go do whatever. Because he wanted he it. He wanted to live wanted next it. to the microphone. Right. He woke up inspired. He would lay reference tracks. He would make beats. And now That's beautiful. he's one of the most sought after producers in the Thanks. game. So Super it's a testament. But we always knew he would be. Isn't that funny? Like you mentioned him and I, and, and we all have the same experience with him. And it made my heart sing when you mentioned him because it's like he worked so hard and he's gotten there. The yeah. crazy thing is, right? I remember when, it, when his first biggest record was the uh, Two Chains and Drake record. Cool America's um, record first. Well, yes, yes, yes. Let's yes. get it together. But then you know, you know when Drizzy, then, then, when, yeah, when, when Drake Drizzy walked in and said, "I love that record." Yeah, fuck Cool America. When Drake, when Drake Shout out to record. AMG and T Money and them boys. The business was handled properly. But look, when he just produced the record, he was out everywhere yeah. telling everybody to play this particular record yeah. that he produced. 
Mm, he was so proud of that record. That bigger amount record was huge. The big amount, two chains, big amount feature. I got a big uh, amount. I think I'm the biggest out. Yeah, that was a good record. That put, and that it really killed me. Listen, prime example, Cool America had that song. Did a video to that bitch in California. That same beat. With the same beat. We Damn. filmed the video to it. We were all in Venice Beach, Muscle Beach. Had all the leaders of the Crips and the Bloods and was all on everything, Splitterillo, Drake. you name it, Free G Weed. Everybody Drake. was in the video. Anybody that was anybody on the West Coast was in this video. Drake. Mm-hmm. They was in the studio, played that shit for 2 Chains, played the song. Didn't play the beat, played the song for Chains. Chains looked up and said, what that is? Oh, yeah, you could throw that one in. Hold on, I got somebody finna come in here and drop on that bitch. Yeah. Wow. Champagne That's the Drake effect. In the room. Yeah. yeah, Champagne Pop. Champagne walked in the room. Mm. Wow. Then, but... Same beat, same fucking beat, no, no change on it. Just two of them happened to be two of the biggest artists in the world. So people were listening. Well, not only two of the biggest artists, but two of the big ar- biggest artists who knew how to make a hit record. Yeah. Let's not get that twisted either. And that either. bigger amount, yeah, that's a nice record. And one thing about 2 Chains, he's a millionaire, he's outside. He always pays homage to the DJs. He's always, I remember he, we set up a He nice works really DJ. hard. He works really hard. So if I'm around a lot of these guys who are working hard and has millions of dollars, I'm not going to take anybody serious who's not going to work hard and you don't got nothing. You got to be starving. Like, I'm still starving. Everybody on this table is starving. Yep. If you're not, and then I, I recognize hunger. So if I don't recognize yep. hunger in you, I'm going to fall back for sure. So yeah, you're either, you're, either, you're either at the table or are on it. You're either food. Facts. Mm. If you're not the force, you're the food, buddy. Mm. <laughs> so Predator much time on you motherfuckers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, it's a, it's a, this is a very, you have to be assertive in this business. When you look somebody, you look them in the eye, you talk to them. You never tell somebody what they have to do, but you're going to explain to them what they're going to do and why they're going to do it. Right. And you have to be confident in your ability to, to, to respectfully and education, or in an educated manner, argue your, your point of view. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to talk about that in, in a way that you can articulate it, where somebody can understand whether they're eight or 80 years old. Right. Do you do you think people today need the it factor, whatever that is? Does charisma play a role in this anymore? To me, it does. Cardi B is a prime example. She definitely. I has think Cardi it. B has the it factor. I think Cardi B is a prime example. I saw yeah. that when I saw her on TV on Love and Hip Hop before mm. she even put out a record. I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, she has a character. She has it. You know, you you kind of look and me on my side on the radio. I look for everything, and I can I can go on your social media and can tell if you're lying or not. Really? Yeah, I can definitely tell. That's awesome. Kingpin taught me a lot. That's I awesome. I can tell if it's a lot of cap in your your comments and yeah. facts and you know. I love that. Yeah. I would I, I love I that you said so that because I've always for felt people that. To be, if you asked for help, if you just humbled yourself and asked for help and would be willing to work beside the people right next to them that you're asking for help, you'd achieve so much more. Thanks. Than this aura of you but that's better. difficult. It's very difficult, it's difficult. for a and good uncom- majority of And uncomfortable. A lot of people I've noticed in this industry hate being uncomfortable. The people who are uncomfortable um, are the ones who get it. And the people who put ourselves put themselves in uncomfortable situations and work hard, that shit is difficult. It's mentally difficult. difficult I have too. a newsflash for you. Everything is uncomfortable. Getting out of bed in the morning is uncomfortable. Sitting here is uncomfortable. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah, it's it's... The minute you're you're willing to sacrifice your uncomfort, at that moment you start to work towards becoming comfortable for the rest of your life. Thanks. Just gotta sacrifice mm. a little bit. You gotta put a little bit. I like that ahead of it now. You know what I mean? It's we used LeBron James, right? They were talking about LeBron James. How now LeBron James gave everything he had in basketball to be able to say, "If you want me to play for you next year, you'll draft my son." 
he gave every waking moment of his life to be able to do that, to play at the next level, yeah. and then to leverage him playing for your team by drafting his son so he can... Even that's, if that's his amazing. son isn't, isn't the best basketball player. It doesn't they matter. They're going to get LeBron. They're going to yeah. get the best. Leverage. They're going to get an 11-year, you know, play for first and second place for 11 straight years. Leverage. So, yeah, Leverage. man, you got to work towards this shit. You got to sacrifice it all and give it all up twice on Friday. Mm. Yeah, if not, it, it is going to elude you. But, you know, we, we all learned about sacrifice. It's what... Absolutely. It's what makes the the the, the good meals worth it. The ramen Absolutely. noodle meals. Can, Having too many of those makes the steak I still eat good. that, by the way. Can I share something with you that nobody ever told me coming up, and I wish that they did? Yes. It took me six years to start making money in the music industry. I mean, make money. Yeah. Like, make a dime, right? Because I worked for free for so long to, to build my knowledge base. Mm-hmm. It took me 10 years before I could really support myself without doing something else on the side. And nobody ever told me that. So when I came into music, I thought, oh, I'll work for free for a year and then I'll be rich next year. And it's not. So if you can't, if you can't get beyond that and you can't accept that, you should probably leave sooner rather than later. Because this is not an industry where you make a lot of money up front. It's an industry where you can make a lot of money fast, but you've got to put in something you got to pay your dues to get to that level where you can actually monetize you know the the difference between us and most people is that most people can get money we wake up every day and we make money mm. so there's a difference mm. you can be a great nine to five worker and be out there and go out there and, just, and have no problem punching the clock and right that steady check that's for you you don't have no problem doing that and some of us find the fulfillment in waking up and manifesting something out of out of nothing every mm-hmm. single day sometimes even just out of an idea to piggyback off you the cheat code idea. yeah they're tuned into it an yeah. idea a conversation amongst friends and using it to empower the masses i love it Case mm-hmm. do, with God. do you think that our listeners have finally sure. figured out that there is no cheat code and no. that it's really work no. and that they're tuning in because they think we know something they don't know they're yeah. picking it because the cheat code is exactly that it has to be deciphered I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to speak it to you. I'm going to code it. you got to watch all the episodes to pick it all up. If you watch every episode of The Cheat Code, if you go back to the first one and watch it and write down, don't listen to the fucks and the bitches and the, and the clowns and all the other stuff. Listen to the facts and write down those gems. And by the time you get to the 10th episode, if you're not ready to run your label, then go back and listen to it again because you right. can pick it up enough. And finally, like, you're looking at a whole bunch of failed situations. Like, I, I wouldn't even be sitting here if I didn't fail. I failed a lot. So Me too. It's okay. Like, that shit makes you Iron Man. Yeah, but fail faster. Fail if faster. I could do one thing different, I Fast. would fail faster. Well, I think that's I would what the cheat faster. code is. The cheat code is we figured out how to fail. Right. Mm. And we know what to do right. to avoid failure. Right. And if you want to be successful, you have to eat this every single day. And you got to work out every single day. And you got to do it every... It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, so... Breakfast. Go to the gym. Bye. Cheat code. da 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 Yep. Oh. Oh.